G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 20. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me, my colleagues, Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, gentlemen, uh, first group one of the new season is the Winx Stakes at Randwick and a fairly star-studded field. You've got last year's winner, Moanga. You've got the very highly rated Profondo going again after a fairly disappointing prep last time in. You've got Dewis, one of the uh, top hopes for the spring. And you've got Chris Waller chasing a seventh with Fangirl and Hinged. What we don't have is a horse that we've had the last three years. One at once, ran second once, and that's uh, very elegant because uh, she's got other fish to fry, Joel. Indeed, yeah. Uh, really interested to see her kick off her French career. Um, I haven't seen the final field, but reading yesterday that uh, there's every chance she may not meet another Group 1 winner in the field. So I dare say she's going to be uh, probably favourite. Frankie Dottori, I think, to ride. So that's going to be very interesting. But she's not in Sydney, so... The Wink Stakes, as you touched on, Barks, it's a pretty good field. Um, we've got nine of the 11 kicking off with uh, Forbidden Love and Halal coming through their first up run a fortnight ago. Forbidden Love probably sat a bit too close to just... They went a bit hard and, you know, she took up her usual position of being close to the pace, but they just went a bit too fast for her. So I think she can certainly improve. But just... Um, you know, I sort of banked most of my tips for the weekend on the track and getting to at least a soft five, but I'm a bit worried that it's been sitting at a soft six for three days and there hasn't been much rain. So obviously this time of the year it is just hard for these tracks to dry out, but hopefully in the next couple of days it can just dry out that little bit more. Well, if we can find the winner of the Wink Stakes, which is uh, race eight and the second leg of the Quaddy at Randwick, uh, we then find ourselves having to get the winner of the third leg. Dan, that's the Daly Silver Shadow Stakes. There's uh, 15 acceptors. This is for the new season three-year-old fillies. 12 of the 15 resuming. An absolute nightmare, but uh, you've spoken to the trainer of one who isn't resuming in Opal Ridge uh, in this week's uh, winning post. How's confidence levels there uh, with Luke Pepper? Yeah, look, he's he's as happy as um, he could be with the horse. She's obviously, as you said, Barks, is one of the, the few, the very few in the field who's um, had, had the benefit of a couple of runs under her belt this prep, and I think that will um, really benefit her. Look, with that said, she, she's won up a big prize, and I think that's sort of the type of race it is. I think there's uh, plenty of value around. It's a couple of re- a few really smart ones resu- resuming and, you know, putting their hand up for <clears throat> bigger races later in the spring, but um, certainly, you know, if we can get the last two, the first two legs of that quaddy, the there might be a bit of value um, to be had in the third leg, race nine. So that, that's a cracking race, as is the group one week stakes at race eight, but um, very good racing all throughout the card at Randwick. Okie dokie. Well, there's uh, also black type racing at the Valley on Saturday, but uh, the main meeting is Randwick, so we will go right through the black type there, and that starts in race five. And uh, speaking of Dan's interview with Luke Pepper, that's on page 94 of your printed winning post this week. And Richo's also got another great Q&A with a blast from the past in the jockey of Show County. Uh, And Show County is the horse after whom race five is named. The Moston Copper Show County Quality 1200 metre group three. And as the name suggests, it's a quality handicap, Joel. Yeah, I've come up with number one here, Special Reward, who... 
team that comes through the missile stakes first up where as mentioned earlier uh, was that race of forbidden love and halal came through they just they went pretty hard in front he drew 12 of 12 they went back and he just lost sight of the lure really just too far back his last hundred meters was fine it's a different story here from barrier three he can stalk the pace which should be pretty genuine through the likes of embracer fine candidate um and probably Bandapur as well can, can go forward at times. But um, I think he's just going to get a much better run today special uh, on Saturday, special reward. So thought uh, he was a good each-way value. Uh, six showmanship in for second if he runs here. Uh, obviously had that long break, but came back for one run in the earlier in the year in the one Goom and ran very well. Uh, they've got James McDonald inside gate. He's a real talent, seven from nine. If he's running here, he can be hard to beat. Two King of Sparta's gone up favourite. It was well back as soon as the markets went up on Monday. And that's, um, you know, you can certainly understand that because he's a fit, informed sprinter. He was good in the Bletchingley at Caulfield. The straight race probably didn't suit him in the Ori Star the other day. They sort of didn't go as hard early. And I think back around to Ben, certainly a positive for him. And I'll throw an electric girl in for fourth. She ran third behind a couple of Group 1 perform mares in the Triscay first up last prep, so she can certainly be competitive here. One on top for me from 6, 2 and 5. With King of Sparta to hit back um, from that run in the Ori Star, look, the run by all means wasn't a bad one. Run on to fourth there, down the straight the first, uh, down the straight there in that race. So back around the bend, I think, is going to suit him. Uh, the win at Caulfield in the Bletchingley was, was excellent. I think on best form, he goes close to winning this. So he's on top for me, the two. Um, six in next showmanship, uh, if here. Very good first up record and was good off a long spell in that Wongoom race. Uh, 54.5 kilos, gets in well and just a known winner, seven from nine. So in the game for sure. Electric Girl in the third. Gets a good draw. You know, can go well fresh and was good around some pretty smart horses last preparation. In for fourth, I've got the one special reward. Two, six, five, and one. Race six at Royal Randwick on Saturday, the ACJC Premier's Cup. 2,000 metre quality at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, I find it hard to jump off Lord Ardmore here. He's just... Um you know, going really well. The handicapper hasn't really got to him yet. He stays at the same weight that he carried at the Premier Premier's Cup Prelude, 56 kilos, and he just draws to stalk the speed again like he did last time out. He wasn't as impressive last time as he was second up. It was a bit drier track, but I think staying at 1,800 was just that little query. That was the little query I had going into it, and he just wasn't as devastating. But I think 2,000 is what he wants now. I find it hard to, uh, to go against him. I think the danger could be number 12, Durston. Scratched from the Rolly Mile at Hawkesbury Thursday afternoon and saved for this. I thought the first up run wasn't too bad, over 1,500. It was just a bit one pace there. Uh, stays down the weights. I like the form lines through his performances last year and just think he's got a bit of upside about him. Uh, in for third, number nine, Grow Ferry, likely leader. He really pressured Lord Ardmore and, and made him work to beat him last time out. He'll be fitter for that, and he'll certainly get them chasing from before the turn, I would have thought. And five, Skyman, he's just been sort of kept on ice for these drier tracks. Last seen winning the McKell Cup on June 18. That was a strong performance. He just, um, yeah, he just wants it on the better side of soft, and he can certainly be in the mix. But three for me from 12, 9, and 5. 
he got most of the runners in the field, Chris Waller. I think he dominates this race. I've got him, his horses in all in the top four. Francisco Gardi is the top pick, though. A bit of a wide draw. We'll have to, Willie Pike will have to contend with that. But um, thought the run last start at Randwick was pretty good over 800 metres. He's you know, had three runs in a row of that trip. Up to 2,000 metres, he's going to suit down to 53 kilos. I think he's going well enough to to uh, take out a race like this. In for second, I got the seven. Too much to bear. Uh, ready to peak now. Third up. Thought good in the listed race last start. And two wins from three over the 2,000 metres. And I'm beaten at the track as well here at Randwick. So I think those two runners will certainly be ready to fire. In for third, Lord Ardmore, just in good form, this preparation. Hard to ignore. And uh, gets a good gun draw. And in for fourth, I got the 13. Yee Yee. You're expecting to improve third up as well. Uh, 8 7 313. Race 7 at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Laurel Oak Toy Show Quality 1100 metres. Group 3 for Phillies and Mares, John. Oh, the drier, the better. Uh, for number 3 for 2. So certainly the track condition is real key to my tips in this race. She is a really good mare, but she just doesn't get warm on those really wet tracks. They sort of held off and held off in the autumn. They eventually sent her around in the hallmark on the heavy eight, and she was uh, just pretty disappointing. But she's been trialling well. She's drawn nicely here. She's won four from seven first up, and 1,100 is her distance. So hopefully the track trip, uh, keeps drying out. I think she can run well. I've got a couple of the new season four-year-olds in the mix. Uh, 13's Smirnova. She should have won at Mooney Valley first up last prep, then ran third to Mizzou. And Zapateo, who's going to have plenty of admirers here through her form lines through Mizzou last preparation, placed behind him twice before winning the Denise's Joy at Scone. And in for fourth, number nine, Boom Nova. She's had a bit of support too. I'm not surprised with that. Samantha Collett follows her from Brisbane. She's really struck a purple patch of form. Hasn't raced since the 4th of June, but she's put four wins together, seven from 15 in total, and she just might have a bit more room for improvement. I've left out the top two. They're certainly winning hopes. They're the class runners, Bellucci, Babe, and Bellina Patina. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably going to get ready for, for other races deeper in the spring. Three on top for me from 13, 10, and 9. Five, Jamea on top. Um, hopefully they're winning from everywhere at Randwick on Saturday. She's a, a get-back horse and can give herself a little bit too much to do, but she's got a powerful finish on her. And you know, last time at Randwick on a dry track uh, was last preparation. She loomed up and... But it looked like she was going to go past Fangirl and Lesbiona, but she couldn't get past those two um, quality fillies. It's only a length behind the winner, Fangirl, in that light finger stakes. Did win last prep, but ran some really good races. Unlucky at the Gold Coast to start prior, went first up, and then very good back onto a good track at um, Eagle Farm. I'd say we'll make count to Rupi. Has a win first up, and as I said, we'll be giving away a bit of a start, but she's... um. Very good mare on a day, and hopefully she can finish all over the top of them. Five on top for me. The 10 in next, the resuming Zapateo. Some good trials leading in, good fresh form, and it's a well 53 kilos with a good draw. Very consistent mare. In the third, I have the three for Toos. Um, excellent fresh record, and uh, barrier one with some luck on the fence. And, yeah, hopefully, as Joel said, the track isn't too wet for her. She's a winning hope. And in for fourth, I've got the two, Bellucci Babe. Five, ten. Three and two for me. The big one at Randwick on Saturday is race eight. It is the Winx Stakes. 
Group 1, 1,400 metres, <clears throat> standard weight for age, it is worth 750,000. Fun facts uh, is uh, the past seven Winx Stakes winners have been first up from a spell of at least 18 weeks. So uh, well, I'm not quite sure how long these spells are, but uh, I can tell you that uh, the only ones of the 11 that aren't first up are Hilal, and Forbidden Love. And Mares have won five of the past seven runnings. Well, uh, Winks, of course, was three of those, but uh, it would not surprise at all if a Mare won this because there's some quality ones in there, Joel, including your selection. Yes, Sparks. Uh, I'm with number 10 fangirl. Um, always had a huge opinion of her. She mixed her form a little bit in the autumn, and I think that's just down to the heavy track she struck. She was excellent first up in the light fingers. You know, a few perhaps weren't expecting that with Espiona in the race, but she got the job at good odds. Got the job done at good odds, and then she did win her Group One. That was in the Vinery, of course. Shifted to Newcastle that edition of the race, and her misses outside of that were on really heavy track. So uh, I think she's very, very good on good ground. I think she's pretty good on soft ground, and hopefully we're on the better side of soft, and she can uh, get away with this. I think uh, Moana, I've got as the main danger. He was excellent first up in the Futurity earlier this year against the Patton, a really good run, and then had a setback. He missed the George Ryder, came back for the All-Age. He was a little bit disappointing there on the heavy eight, but he can be a bit forgiving. He's been trialling okay. He trials without his blinkers. He needs them to uh, to be at his best, and he'll have them on for Saturday. Uh, Animo in for third. He can win for sure. He's been beaten three times first up, though, so I think, you know, he's a little bit vulnerable, but he's going to get a, a nice run, I think, kicking off at 1,400. In this, uh, you know, as he gets a bit older in his uh, his career is going to suit him better. And I'll put Profondo in for fourth. Huge rap on him. We didn't see the best of him in the autumn. He just did everything wrong at Flemington and then again at Rose Hill in the Giddy. So if he can uh, rectify his manners a little bit, I guess you know, sort of the world's his oyster really is such a talent. But um, yeah, he might find these a bit sharp, but I'll throw him in for four. Ten on top from one, three and four. I think Animo is the best horse in the race, but as Joel said, I think he's a bit vulnerable first up. Uh, one horse who isn't is Moanga, who uh, really peaks first up. It's <clears throat> He's got an excellent re- a fresh record, as Joel said, that run in the Futurity, finished second there, and on th- uh, three other occasions he's won, went first up. So I think he's got the class to win this fresh. I hope he can. He's on top for me. Three Animo in next. Um, record here around with 1,400 metres is better than the 1200 he saw last prep, but um, obviously can't be ignored. wonder how interesting to see what price he starts at, uh, whether he drifts or comes in. In for third, I have the 10, Fangirl. Uh, now four-year-old mare, of course, taking on um, the three-year-old's last prep, but a bit of a fail on the heavy track last start. Uh, uh, sorry, last last start, the queen of the turf, uh, but the, the preparation before that was excellent. Uh, in for fourth, I have the four Profondo. One, three, ten, four. And the last of the black type races at Royal Randwick on Saturday is race nine. And that is the Dali Silver Shadow Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies. And uh, the past 12 Silver Shadow Stakes winners have been first up, as I mentioned earlier. It's uh, no great insight given 12 of the 15 here. Uh, first up, no Silver Shadow Stakes winner has started at double-figure odds since 8.8s all the way back in 2000. 
that could well change given how open this race is. Uh, and no Silver Shadow Stakes winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Gold Edition 2006. So uh, Opal Ridge is going to have to overcome a couple of hoodoos on Saturday. Joel, which way are you going? Yeah, a bit strange, really. Wide open race. And I think I've put eight horses in my quaddy in the suggested quaddy in the winning post. But uh, after all that, I've lobbed the $3 favourite on top in secret. So, look, I, I think she looked really good last prep. They obviously threw the lesser grade races. She won a maiden at Hawkesbury and then got the black type on the board at Scone. But she looked really good doing it. She was very strong, both of those 1,100-metre wins. I think she's going to love 1,200. I think she's a deserved favourite, even though she's, as I said, coming off the, the you know, not, not the elite two-year-old form. Just think there was so much upside about her in that preparation. So I've put her on top. Uh, but I'll certainly be saving on a few at odds. Four queen of the ball. Again, the drier the track, the better for her. We saw a couple of her misses on the deteriorating soft six and the silver slipper and the heavy nine and the golden slipper. But her two wins her last prep were very good on the good four and soft five, particularly first up in that wooden stake. She blitzed them there. So she's a really talented filly, just needs conditions to suit. And I've put the two down the bottom that have got the race fitness. Unfortunately, they both come up with wide barriers, so that's the negative. But uh, 15, Miyoshi, really good on debut. Kept chasing behind Wave Rider Boy, who ran a good race last start. Pretty smart three, uh, last week, sorry, in a pretty smart three-year-old race. And then Bushy beat Aft Cabin on their merits at Warwick Farm last start. That horse went to Sandown and won like Winks and had his pods shaved from 100s into 8s for the Caulfield Guinea. So I think she's right in this on that form. And Opal Ridge, best last 200 of the meeting at Rose Hill the other day behind Troak. And that was with Wave Rider Boy behind her. So those form lines tie in. I think they're over the odds. They're just going to obviously need a bit of luck from that gate. Seven for me from 4, 15 and 14. Yeah, Opal Ridge on top for me. Barks... Uh, Look, the barrier draw, a little bit disappointing. I've been come back, come up much better than than 13. But look, the, as I said earlier, she's got that fitness on the board, this preparation. The win at Scarrett against the older horses first up was excellent. She raced away from them there after sitting three wide on the speed as well. And then her first go in town last start, um, bit unlucky, I thought. Like the winner was pretty impressive and has since come out and run, run again, that Troak. But... Considering she was sort of held up for sort of the top half of the straight, only really got clear with 200 metres to go. And um, as, as you said, Joel, the last two, the best last 200 metres of the day. It was a very good run. First go in town. Um, that was a pretty strong two-year-old race, uh, late season two-year-old race. And uh, look, this is obviously a, a much um, stiffer assignment, but <clears throat> off that effort, I think she's good enough. We'll just need some luck and a really good ride from Reese Jones from that wide draw. Hopefully it doesn't get uh, too far back or caught wide. Um, I think she's up to these horses, with, especially with the fitness on her side. So over the odds, they got Opal Ridge a, a big chance in race nine. She's on top for me. Seven in secret. Uh, the, the two wins last prep were outstanding. Both very, very good to the eye. Good draw here and uh, we'll get every chance when they run with James McDonald on board. In for third, I have the one revolutionary miss. Um, had a really good debut prep. Just the golden slipper was the last start of a heavy nine. She just didn't fire a shot there, but had done everything right in four runs leading in, including a second in the blue diamond. So she's uh, racing these big races before and and uh, more than held her own. And in for fourth, I've also got a, a thick... Um, I think Mayoshi, the 15, has a bit of a case as well. As Joel said, they sort of tie the forming with Opal Ridge. And um, the format I last up when a Warwick Farm has um, since stood up 
14, 7, 1, and 15. Alrighty, that wraps up the black type at Randwick. Joel's value bet was race 8, number 10, Fangirl in the Winx Stakes, but keep an eye on conditions because uh, Joel hoping for a soft 5 or better for her. Head to head, you guys, for your best uh, in race 4. Joel, why don't you kick us off? Okie dokie, I'm with Opacity here. I was hoping they were going to miss him and he was going to go up double figures. I think he went up eight and then into 6.50 pretty quickly. So a few others have found him. Um, was with John O'Shea, just didn't come up last prep. Uh, transferred to Joe Pride and he's really treated him with kid glove. Just nursed him back into form. 1,200, 1,300, 1,400. He's been getting better with each run. I thought last week's effort was very good against the inside a pattern of the day. He came wide and ran on really well for four best late splits of the race. And now he gets to 1,600, fourth up. That's his best distance. He comes to Randwick. He's won three times here and the blinkers go on. So there's plenty in his favour if he's going to sort of get back to his best form, uh, which has seen him with an open handicap, then he probably needs to be going very close here and I think he will. My best, yeah, in the same race, right, um, number five, Niffler, was off a freshen up last start, was 1,800 back to 1,300 metres and uh, from a wide draw, got back uh, further than she normally, she, she's normally used to, she's normally a horse that can settle on the first three and four and running, uh, but she got settled back last at Randwick last start and um, with slow speed, just wasn't really able to get into the race, wasn't being far, only 2.7 lengths, but uh, I think up to 1,600 metres now, a distance she's um, raced really well out of her two starts, a win and a second to the inform at the time, Com Bellafi, um, at this track three starts ago. So, as importantly as well, the, the barrier barrier two means she'll settle uh, much closer than she did last start. She'll be in the top half of the field, and uh, I think really hard to beat in race four. So, <clears throat> that's my best niffler. In the the first, the highway is where my value goes around. Ostracised uh, for the Cody Morgan stable, I thought. He's had, a, he's had a pretty good prep um, this time in without a whole lot of luck. Um, got a bit of pressure first up. No luck at Tamworth second up. Should have won that race. And then a bit of money for him. I think he was spec from about 21s into 11. Got a long way back in the big field there on a on a heavy eight. And um, he ran home well along the inside. Uh, the winners sort of came out wider. It's a good effort running into seventh there. But I think uh, the sort of race shape, uh, didn't help, and the fact that it's sort of get back on the inside and the inferior ground. Uh, I think fourth up here, ready to peak. Okay, he's 53 and a half kilos after the claim to Dylan Gibbons. So I think over the odds in the first ostracise, he can run a big race. Race one, number 15. As I mentioned, the Valley is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. Two black type races. First of them is race five, McMahon's Dairy Mackenzie Stakes, 1200 metre listed events, set weights and penalties. For the three-year-old Colts and Geldings, uh, Joel, a few form lines here. How did you sort it out? Yeah, always a bit difficult with these early-season three-year-old races to sort out. Uh, I would like the look of number eight, Fast Witness. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of him in his two runs today. He was trialling and jumping out really well. Went to Geelong in what looked a pretty good maiden. Sat three wide and just kept coming. Ran second. Uh, the winner then went to Sandown and ran second to the very smart Grand Impact. The third horse has won again since. And I think off those form lines, he went to Cranbourne and started at $1.40. And before the turn, you were sort of, you, know, you weren't completely happy with uh, 
with the way he was going. He sort of came off the bit and took a fair bit of riding. He really knuckled down. He only got there very late. Um, but he ran the fastest last 600, 400, 200 of the day. And now the blinkers go on. I think that's what he needs. The barrier is a little bit of a concern. But, uh, yeah, I reckon at 14 or $15, he's going to run in a really good race each way. I'll put Fujita Sand in for second. This was the horse that went up favourite when the Caulfield Guineas markets opened. Um, you know, off uh, off an all-in once all the noms had appeared. And that's you know, obviously a big wrap. He looked good in his first prep, runner-up on debut and then winning at Sandown. Trialled nicely in Sydney. To come down here to kick off. I think he'd be very competitive. And I'll put the two Friedman horses in for uh, the minor money. Mark Zara, you would think, would have the pick. He's gone crosswind, so I'll put him in for third and number six, Latvia in for four. But uh, I like fast witness each way, eight, five, three, six. But the favourite on top, Fajita Sand, uh, first preparation was very good. This cult by Maurice, who um, has obviously been a bit of a star sire in his earlier seasons. The win at Sandown Lakeside was uh, was fantastic. The leading all, leading all the way there was a soft effort. And then the only defeat came to the hands of a pretty smart one in Zambagini. So he's on top for me, the five. In for second, I got the seven, Manhattan Thunder. Well, the win over a pretty handy one in um, uh, Miss Southerly was was very good. And last start, just towards the inside, I don't think that's the place to be. Um, sort of peaked on his run late there, but he was 1,100 or 1,113 up to 1,400 metres. So there'll be plenty of benefit to come and perhaps maybe the slight um, the drop in trip will... Um, be, it will be of help as well. So I think he can bounce back and, and run a race at sort of uh, each way odds, a seven. Six, Latvian. Uh, looked a good winning in town last start. And in for fourth, I have the one. Let's roll the dice. Perhaps looking for a bit further than this. Um, but look, he's impressive win on debut. Um, beating a pretty handy one in Charlemagne there, who's also in this race. I think he's um, certainly worthy um, of, uh, yeah, Putting into the numbers five, seven, six, and one. Yeah, I am with the one. Let's roll the dice. Got the score on the board uh, to be Chester Warrior, Crosswinds, and Shalaman, which would be one, nine, three, and four. The other stakes race at the Valley on Saturday is race eight. Long fine hospitality supplies, car lion stakes, thousand meters, set weights and penalties for four year olds and up, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with the favourite, extremely lucky, visually impressive, first up in the Lightning Stakes, coming from a long way back, backed it up on the clock, and then we saw I am Benet, who he made look second-rate, come out and win very well at Caulfield last week. So I think he can measure right up here. Uh, put showmanship in for second, mentioned him earlier in Sydney. I'm not sure where he's headed, but look, a 1,000 metres is um, probably not his go, but I think he, he's just that classy that he can run well. And I put a couple of the mares in, Next best, Maliva, I think back to 1,000. It's worth another chance. She was good first up at the 1,100 and then just didn't run out that 1,200. So and they probably won't go back there again for a while. And 11, Esther LaRocca. She had a really good campaign last trip. She was good at winning at the Valley and then went up to the Gold Coast, won the bat out of hell. She's been competitive at black tight level. So she just needs to take that next little step to be breaking through at this, at this grade. But... I don't see why she can't. She's drawn well, and I think she can uh, run you a good race as well. But uh, I've gone with extremely lucky. Four, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, four on top as well. Hard to get that first up win out of my head. The, the Morphville, not a track. Um, it's easy to make ground from last or sort of you know, sort of show that um, finish that he did. But 
he was outstanding. Rounds him up there. It was a win of a really good horse and um, quickly up um, in grave for this one. It's another listed race. It's certainly a harder one than we faced in Adelaide first up. I think he can go back to back. So promising horse, extremely lucky on top. Got the 11 in excess to La Roca. Uh, we know she's a distance specialist. Um, races really well here at Mooney Valley. He's got some, uh, you know, got three wins on the board, but she's running tougher races than this and and uh, been right there, thereabouts. Uh, first up record reads pretty well. And um, so she's certainly a winning hope. A nine showmanship, a fear, and five ballad to Patina. Um, I think it's a better option than Sydney. Certainly a better uh, a draw for her anyway. Not the greatest of first up records, but she's a, a very classy mare and um, no, so honest as well. So goes in the numbers 411, 9, and 5. Yeah, I put showmanship on top. If here, obviously, 1,000 metres around Mooney Valley, the query. If not, it's extremely lucky. I've got Generation and Bella Nipotina, 9, 4, 2, and 5. Joel, your value bet was Fast Witness. Race 5, number 8, talk us through your best. Race 3, number 3, Lakeen. Yeah, I'm hoping Lakeen can go back-to-back. He was put in the race, ridden positively by Craig Williams the other day. And he sort of owned the race a little bit, um, just got a pinch off his, uh, you know, pinched a break off his uh, main rivals. He's up three and a half kilos, but I think he can map really well again here. If Craig's um, sort of positive again early, I think you can have Cyclone Sally running along and you've got a couple of others that can press forward. So he might not sit outside the lead, but he might just get a lovely run third or fourth. And I think if he does... In what could be a genuine run, sixteen hundred. Certainly, if Cyclone, uh, 1500, sorry, if Cyclone Sally goes along like she did the other day, then I just think he's going to be sort of Johnny on the spot, ready to pounce. And coming back a hundred metres might not be the negative if they uh, if they run along. So I think he can go back to that. My best comes up early in the program I'm with the seven in race two, Presidium Arch. Uh, first up, we, uh, debut win at Sandown, Hillside was excellent. Led all the way, gave nothing else a chance, and um, won with a bit in hand there. Took on a good three-year-old race last start at Flemington. Thought she ran pretty well behind a couple of handy ones. They've thrashed the rest of the field. Um, I think now fourth up. Uh, 1,500 metres single suit. Her nicely, Blake Shin, good to see him back in Australia. Definite, uh, I think a top-five jockey in Australia. I think it's his second ride since coming back. Um, yeah, got one in the opener as well. So hopefully he can hit the ground running with Presidium March in race two. The value comes up in race seven. Blue Cup, that was good with the big weight, 61 kilos last start. Um, just a bit of an excuse to run a Flemington two back, but down with 54 here now, ready to pick a fourth up. It was over the odds. Um, seems to have acclimatised well here in Australia. Um, so Blue Cup, the value, race seven, number 12. Uh, my best up against Joel's worryingly race three number five desert icon good run first up goes very well second up a fifteen hundred might just still be a bit short but uh, I'm sticking with desert icon and race six number thirteen is my value bet that's night passage needs a scratching to get in uh, got a bit carried away and tipped her first up it's uh, off a very good jump out she always needs to run first up but uh, like Desert Icon, does improve sharply. Second up, that's race six, number 13, Night Passage. Um, SA Metro Racing Saturday. Dan, is it Murray Bridge? What did you find for us there? 
Yeah, I've gone sort of similar setup to what you did in Melbourne last week, Barks. I've made my thinking the prices were going to be sort of um, uh, the other way around. I thought Fields at Athenry would be five, six bucks. She's come up around ten dollars. Um, I've made her my best though. Fourth up, she's a previous four, fourth up winner. She's uh, a mare that improves with, uh, sort of with racing into a campaign, and she's done that this time in. It's excellent from a long way back. Murray Bridge should have got shuffled back a little bit on the turn. Um, but ran on really hard. Uh, just no match for the winner late. But I thought it was a really good run. Um, I think it's a little bit closer in transit from the better draw. And with the two kilo claim, that helps as well. So in a similar field, uh, fourth up, uh, Fields of Athenry, I think, in the last will be hard to beat. Uh, race seven, the value of Gorn is Wolflands, who's come up shorter than I thought, around $6. But pretty promising gelding, this bloke. Um the Cranbourne win was, was soft all the way there, all the way winner, and then tried out at back going to a race in town last start and um, gave his all, but just run down late by the, the Quinella. I think we'll roll forward in this, and as he does, and probably sits outside Spanish Heirloom, who get the, has, has the better barrier, but Wolflands can sit outside him, and um, I think those two will be hard to go past. Hopefully Wolflands can um, be stronger on the line, but 52 kilos on, it, on his back, a good draw, he'll have no excuses. Race 7, number 11. Uh, Joel, no thoughts on Murray Bridge, I assume? No, nothing for me there, Barks. So we head up to Doombin. Dan, what's the track going to be like up there? Should be a pretty dry track. I don't think there's much rain expected. Um, so we look like they're riding a good, on a good track, and which is bodes well for my best bet, Contrition, in race four. Uh, certainly a horse that is a better on top of the ground, and... Look, a mare I've always had a bit of time for. She started a career with Mick Price, Michael Kent Jr. in Victoria, and she mixed her form a little bit. She showed her best was uh, was pretty good. Some of her, her wins over longer, the longer distances were quite good, but then she put in a bad one next time out. So she's sort of a bit hard to read. She's come, she's now in the stable of Paul Jenkins at the Sunshine Coast, and um, look, she's you could argue say she's in career best form at the moment. She's won two of her last three. She's placed in another two this prep and. Larry Cassidy's been on it for two starts for a win and a third. The third at Eagle Farm, two back over this trip, was pretty good considering she covered ground for half the race, sat three wide, no cover. Um, had a lovely run last start and powered away from them late. She's a really talented stayer, 56 kilos here. Uh, this isn't an overly deep race. A few winning chances, but there's a bit of a long tail to this race. And I think Contrition, um, uh, with drawn to get a lovely run again, I think can continue her good form. So she's the best race four, number eight. The value comes up in race five. In gear's been, say, a frustrating mare at times. She's had plenty early on. She's been rolled as favourite on a, on a few occasions throughout her career, but um, comes into this first up, a bit, you know, each way price around $13, $14. She didn't come up last prep. She's had the she had three runs. They're all pretty ordinary. Um, but that can happen, and... I think first up, she's got an excellent first up record, three start, three six starts for three wins, and the recent trial was what um, what impressed me. She sat handy and responded well when given a bit of an urge along at the top of the straight. She's only nudged out late for the stablemate Shamrock Lou. That horse has come out and won in town first up, so um, she can she sort of show somewhere near her best in here. I think she runs a big race first up, race five, number five. Belmont, once again, the venue for Perth racing on Saturday. There's no black type there, but uh, Hoops' best is race two, number one, Astro Warrior. His value bet race four, number four, Universal Pleasure. 
Joel, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they are racing at New Plymouth and Ruakaka. Yes, Sparks. Uh, Ruakaka, the track will be um, yeah, probably on the better side of soft. Never gets too wet there. Uh, my best bet, sticking with Silverina, got the job done a couple of weeks ago when winning the Maiden. I was off a bit of a break there, so should strip fitter. And just, you know, only really got the advantage in the last 50 metres, so the extra 100 metres is going to suit. Uh, they've put the four-kilo claimer on here, Tara Mitchell, so gets a big weight drop down to 53 and drawn well, so it shouldn't be too complicated, and I think uh, can go on with the job. Silverina and my value bet is race eight, number two, Max. Last three runs just hasn't finished off at all. They've been persisting with him over 2,100 metres. I don't think he runs it. He's third at Tarapa over this distance, four runs back. Be good enough to win this. So I'm just hoping that I guess that there's a bit more petrol in the tank still this campaign, and he can rediscover his best back in distance at New Plymouth. My best is race seven, number three, Cork. Uh, this mare, uh, this mare from the Mike Moroni and Pam Gerrard stable created a big impression first up, just trounced her rivals, and then stepped up to stakes grade and uh, found one better. Back to Benchmark 82 company. I think she's um, yeah destined to be a stakes class mare, and I think she'll be too strong for this lot. And um, tricky day. Didn't really like a lot else, but I've made my value in the last race eight, number four. Go you, good thing. Hard to uh, load up, but the fourth three runs back would be good enough to win this. He's got a good run in him. He just mixes it up a bit. Three kilo claim here gets him in with 54. So. Look, I wouldn't be um, unloading the bank, but I think he might be worth a, a little bit if, uh, if the odds are appealing. Alrighty, that wraps up the preview preview section of the Winning Post preview podcast and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, nothing to skite about last week. Luckily, uh, we're still in profit from Dan the week before uh, Namazoo in the Townsville Cup. Uh, Joel, where, what's your uh, strategy this week? Yeah, no, I, I go my best one week and I go my value the next and I get it wrong both weeks. So it's um, yeah, a bit disappointing, but I am going to go back to my best in Sydney and hopefully Opacity can get the job done. Race four, number four. Dan? Yeah, hopefully we can follow a similar logic to the win two weeks ago. Late in the day, uh, horse around nine ten dollars I think Fields of Athenry come up um, much bigger price and she deserves to. Um, and of course, named after one of the, the great Irish songs in existence. So hopefully at the luck of the Irish in the last at Murray Bridge, race nine, number nine. And I am going to try to get back on the scoreboard my last two Collects were uh, each way bet, so I'm going to go each way on my value bet in Melbourne, which is uh, a mare by the name of Night Passage, and she is race six, number 13. I suppose, worst case scenario, I'll get my money back because she doesn't get a run. Anyway, that wraps up the uh, podcast for this week. 
have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, cheering home. Uh, very elegant. Probably won't get much value if you're trying to back her with uh, an Australian operator, but we certainly wish her all and connections all the best. Uh, back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.